Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hi, everyone. I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to discuss what you may be missing by not being in the office. We'll start with a question from someone who works remotely and enjoys it, but also suspects that she's missing out on important conversations and projects. We'll consider we'll consider why it might be important to show up at the office on a regular basis. Yeah, this is so interesting. There are so many upsides to working remotely. So I think it's good to look at possible pitfalls. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So here's the question. I live in California and my company's main office is in New Jersey. My job has always been remote, but as people return to the office, I feel like I'm missing out. There are conversations people are having and projects people are developing that seem to originate at our physical office space. Mm. I'm not privy to those conversations or lunches or impromptu meetings where these things come up. Prior to the pandemic, I had a travel budget for coming in regularly. That's gone now. What should I do? Oh, yeah, I would get that budget reinstated if you can, mm -hmm. um, because I I think this is you know look we've had what is it it's over three years now you know the yeah. pandemic um, and many companies are still working remote although many are trying to get people in one day a week two three days a week just yeah. something. And there's a lot of resistance to it. But let's just talk about the good part. You know, look, I'm sure you're you're missing out on a lot of the office politics, which many of you are thrilled right. that you don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. But this is this is the sort of the soft side of the office politics, which is um, well, I'll sort of give you an example that once I wanted to get promoted and I knew that I was not next in line for that promotion, but I really wanted my boss to know that I wanted it. Yeah. So I got up really early. I knew he came in very early and I got there before him and I waited in front of his office, which was locked. And I just stood there until he got there. And yeah. I said, early because I want that job now. Well, and he was really surprised and thrilled. And it turned out that the person who was next in line for it ended up leaving the company um, and, and was leaving New York City. Nobody knew that at the time. So yeah. I became next in line, which I don't know that I would have been if I hadn't done that. So, you know, you can send someone an email, you can call them. I don't know that they're going to take your call. I don't know if they're going to respond to your email. Yeah. That there's just, there are certain things that need to be done in person that I'm I'm starting to see with many of my clients is now beginning to affect them. Yes. It's starting to hurt them. And, you know, I have a client now who's up for a position and it's full-time in the office and she's seriously considering not taking it. Uh, I, I understand not wanting full-time in the office. I do. That's hard to have a really balanced life if you have to go in every day. Mm -hmm. But you've got to be able to go in a little bit, like, even one day a week, because the accidental meetings are not going to happen any other way. <clears throat> I think that's so true, Kathy. And also the casual conversations that could mm -hmm. lead to some great idea or some great yeah. opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're not there, those come up not on the scheduled plan time. They come up kind of spontaneously. 
yeah, and you're never going to run into these people if you are not in the hallway, you know, or you're not walking through certain corridors where you're going to run into people that matter and you want to be seen um, out of sight, out of mind, you know, that was well, an interesting phenomenon too is that there um, studies have shown that when with the absence of information and let's say with the absence of seeing someone, we tend to assume less of the best and more of the worst, you know, so there's yeah. a tendency to not necessarily trust someone that they're doing everything that they say they're doing. There's a sort of tracking. And even if someone comes to the office and they're not the most productive, the fact that they show up just makes an impression almost like an imprint on the brain yeah says that somehow they're reliable that they're dependable that they're they're there yeah yeah and even if the conversations are casual and they're more like how was your weekend or what you do on vacation or how are your kids there's still some value in that because when someone else asks your manager or someone in another department, hey, do you know someone who can help out here? Or we have um, a position available. Do you know someone? You're going to think about the last person you saw. Yeah. And even if you can't remember what the the conversation was, I mean, so I'm afraid that people are missing out on those kinds of informal ways to grow your career. Yeah. Um, there's also a professionalism that goes on in the office, which I feel we've lost, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's dressing up a bit, um, you know, you don't always want to be in your sweats, but yeah. dressing up a bit, it adds to a sort of professionalism that you don't really have at home. And there's just a way in which you carry yourself and, you know, you keep yourself busy. That matters. I'll say another thing that, um, of course, I work to walk to work, which make I know I'm spoiled. I'm very aware of that. Most people hate commuting and I don't blame you. Yeah. But if you're doing it one day a week or two days a week, maybe it's more palatable. But I think you're more productive in the office. And I don't think that everybody would agree with that. But there's nothing else to do there. <laughs> you're <laughs> going to do your laundry. You're not going to pick the kids up like you're at the office. You could. Yeah much more productive. And maybe you're on Zoom a lot because not everybody's there. And maybe, you know, there are some pitfalls, but I would work it. Like I would know, okay, I'm going to be in, I'm going to pick my days that I know certain people are going to be there because I want them to see me. Like yeah. I would really work on the plan. Yeah. I was going to use this time to my benefit. Strategic appearances. That's the- right. Strategic appearance. There you go. Yeah. I just called it. <laughs> That's what it is. So I think the other thing is that you have to, like you were saying, so many people say to both of us, I don't like office politics. I don't want to deal with office politics. And the fact is that you do, you actually want to be there so that no one is talking trash about you in the office. You know, you want to be a presence so that you're hearing what's actually going on behind the scenes, I think even if you don't find it attractive, even if you hate having to be self-promotional, it's an important part of work, which is to deal with the interpersonal dynamics and uh, whatever games that people are playing so that you are part of the game. Uh, Yeah, I think you see who goes into a closed door meeting. I think you see who's invited to certain meetings and that's all intel, you know, that all that's informative. And, you know, you can hear it from other people. Everybody has a mole. Everybody talks to somebody. But um, 
there's something to be said for uh, participating, being there. So I, and I'm not advocating for full time in the office. I know that those days are basically over. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's for the better. Mm-hmm. But I would not shun going in, even if it's a couple times a month, it doesn't have to even be that much during the week, but, you know, maybe once every other week you go in, but I, I, and, you know, and if you only go in infrequently like that, it may not really pay. Like you may have to go a little bit more often, but, um, I, I think we're missing. I think many of my clients who work full-time from home are missing out on some opportunities well, now we could say if you don't care about being promoted, yeah, and you don't care then, about exactly, then you could, then you may not need to come into the office, right? Although, even I think when companies are considering layoffs, they're probably again unconsciously going to be more protective of the people they see than of the ones that they don't. I think there is some some unconscious bias according to that. Yeah. Um, I think that's very real. So yeah, um, I mean, I hope people don't want to argue with us, but I think that this is becoming now as we're entering the fourth year, this is becoming, uh, it could be problematic if you're looking to grow. Um, Yeah. Anything else you think people are missing? Uh, well, I think if we speak specifically to this situation where the person lives in California and the main office is in New Jersey, those strategic appearances may have to be, you know, quarterly, right. And actually come for, come for a week if you can to really get in and have meet with people and have as many interactions as you can. And then you'll know you've put in your time, Mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of different people in the workplace who you need to. You know, and even if you can't come in, maybe there's too too much separation, there isn't enough money, the company's not willing to fund it. You need to network within the company, whether that's having virtual coffees, um, but you need to start working. Uh, you know, it was okay for a while not to do it, but I think if you want to move ahead in your career, you need to be seen. Anything else on this or are we done? I think we got it. Uh, That's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at SK2 and follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to MyCrazyOffice on our website and hit the subscribe button. Finally, don't forget to send your stories and questions and even arguments about what we're saying to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.